Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Top 10 Everything. Welcome back! We are back, and I don't know if you can tell, but this is the first episode where me and my dad are recording separately. We are. Yes, this is a uncharted waters for us. It's a, this is a big day. Big day. Technology at its finest. Yeah, we're at two different locations, and as you know, today um, we are doing the top ten Godfather characters from every movie in the trilogy. Um, my name is Gavin Croak, and along with... I am Jeff Croak, the heavy. Uh, yes, and um, yeah, so I think we should just get right into this one. Uh, my, I'm just going to say it out loud, my list is weird. You're probably going to not even know half the people I say on my list. Well, you know, I, I think what has me excited about this is obviously we're Godfather fans. It's a movie. It's a trilogy that I have recently rewatched. You've seen for the first time in the last couple of months, and um, I think what's amazing about it is there are so many good characters from a, from these movies. Particularly, I think that the best characters are in the first two movies. I think, uh, um, yeah, but there I, are some in the the third as well. I am going to say that I think that. That's the thing, that's what the whole story is about. It's how the different characters interact with each other. That's what makes it interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I think I think that the build-up of the characters and the background of the characters and the interactions of the characters are just so well done. Yeah, that's that, what the uh, whole movie's about. It's about the interactions of the characters and the mob. It's just uh, different families interacting and people within the families. Um, yeah, so I have some honorable mentions. I assume you do as well. I do as well. I have two. How many do you have? I have three, but they're all kind of joke honorable mentions, but you can go first. <laughs> all right. Um, my first honorable mention, Luca Brazzi. Okay. Um, I I think the movie started out great because he's right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he's practicing um, about meeting Vito Corleone, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think you and I both talked about this. He, that was actually him being very intimidated about doing his lines in, in front of Marlon Brando. Who, yeah. You know, so, at, at, yeah. yeah, go ahead. You go with it. No, I'm going to talk about this later because he's, he's on my list and he's high on my list. Because the way I did it, <laughs> this is this is like a favorite one for me. Because yeah. I have like people, like I don't have Tom Hagen anywhere on my list. Oh. So I'm just kind of like, my list is very like, you know what I mean? Just kind of like funny characters that I enjoy, if you kind of get what I'm saying. It's not really like the the, the top characters. You go to, I don't, yeah. So it's very, um, okay. well, I, I think it's kind of fun, but um, we'll talk yeah. about that later. But um, I love Luca. I love Luca Brazzi. I um, love Luca Brazzi. So you can continue. So, yeah, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to leave it there because knowing that you have them, I, I kind of, I, I don't want to steal some of your thunder. Okay, no you, worries. You, but um, you'll yeah. have some good details. Mm -hmm. um, my other honorable mention. Don Finucci. He is the only character from Godfather 3 that's on my list, and I'll talk about him later. The only yeah, so one, I, and I love him. He was just I, I, he was just funny. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those so, guys. It's uh, just a, I, I a, a good character. I felt the same way. Oh, actually, never mind. The There's way. actually two people from Godfather 3. I take that back. Um, and I wonder if I know who you are. Yeah, you definitely do, but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... But uh, what, what I would tell you is, I just love the arrogance of him. Yeah, uh, it was so over the top, um, and I was like, you know what? He's kind of like a, a great bad guy that's easy for a viewer to hate. Mm -hmm. um, and he was just so over, so over the top. I had to put him as an honorable mention, but he did not make my top ten. So you have to be curious now of <laughs> your different spin on this. Um, there's because not. I, I I try to think of it. I guess my, when I thought of top ten, I'm thinking of. Guys that this franchise just wouldn't have succeeded without. Yeah, that's not the way I put it. I think probably that's... took more of a peripheral view. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of going off. So when I said I had two people from the Godfather trilogy, I said I had Don Fumucci, but here in my honorable mention, I have Joey Zaza. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I'm sure you um, know that. And this is not at all about the Joey Zaza character. Honestly, in the character in the tr trilogy, I, in the third movie, I think it's kind of bad. It, it, yep. There's really not a ton of backstory to him, and he's just like the bad guy. You know what I mean? And sure, sure. Um, the only reason that I, I put him there is because that of his the without Joey Zaza, there would not be the Zaza line by the guy <laughs> when he when there's when they stick up um, 
what, what what is he doing in Godfather Three? I don't even I don't even remember. I was like I was half asleep in the movie. But it's like the big shootout, and they go to kill the guy. You know what I mean? They're they're trying to kill. Um, I think they're trying yeah. to. Oh, who is it? The guy who takes over the family. Um, you're talking about he um, like rides in on the horse, and he's like a secu- yeah yeah security guy. And um, and honestly, I should probably just put that character on the list instead of Joey Zaza. But I, he doesn't have a name. So I just said I'd put Joey Zaza just for the fact of that one quote. And now going back to what I was saying earlier, I completely messed up. Don Finucci's in Godfather 2. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he's not anywhere in Godfather 3. I don't know what I was saying. He's, um, that's when, um, it's young, it's with De Niro. I don't know what yes, I was saying. Yes, that's, that, that's uh, correct. I com- so yeah, jo- I Zaza's assume- the only guy from Godfather 3. I don't know why I said Don yeah, Finucci's actually, in Godfather 3. I screwed that up too. Yeah. He, he, I was thinking of uh, him, but I was saying the wrong bad guy. I, But I do like... How he wore all white. Yeah, and like the big hat, and yeah. Um, and, yeah, and uh, he was just a In that great scene where guy. like De Niro's following him in the streets at the, mm-hmm. his really cool different levels. But yeah, I really don't know much about Godfather 3. I just put Z- Joey Zaza on that honorable mention because he says Zaza line. Zaza. Um, <laughs> I have another joke person who's the only reason is in here because of a quote. It is Mo Green. Oh! Cause he does. He's one of the bad guys from um, the Godfather one. He's not part of a family. He's just kind of like, what, what? What did Mo Green do? He he well, he was with Hyman Roth and he helped build up Las Vegas, right? You, yes, you learn he later did. in Godfather two, and um, he gets shot in the eye when he's doing his taking his massage. But I think it's Clemenza. Um, and then, um, but the only reason I have on the list is because the great Fredo line in Godfather um, one when they're in Godfather one when they're in one right. It's after Vito dies in one, when they're in Vegas, and then... They're in Vegas, and, and then Mike, Michael's, is, Michael's in the room. And you don't talk to a Mo Green like that! <laughs> no, you don't talk to a man like Mo Green like that. <laughs> you don't talk to a man like Mo Green like that! And Fredo gets all mad, and he gets all piped up, which I think is hysterical. Um, I love it. And then, this last person, who is one of my favorite people, but you probably have no clue who this guy is, is Amerigo Bonacera. Um, I don't know who he is. So this guy is the very beginning of The Godfather 1, who has his daughter beat up by the thugs, and he goes to Don Corleone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I believe in America. <laughs> he's like, and he's asking him to, like, kill these guys, and he's like, I don't know, it's just funny, and he's like, I think it's a, I think it was a good start to this series, actually. I think it was, was kind of funny, because you never, the only time you ever see him again is at Sonny's funeral. Because Don yes. Corleone's like, I'll do, you have to do me a favor if do I take care of these guys. And then Sonny comes yeah, back. So I thought so that was always kind of cool. And I don't know why. I, just kinda, I always just thought that was kind of funny. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stupid. I find things that aren't funny funny. Um, no, that's... that's uh, yeah, so my honorable purpose. mentions were kind of out there. And I think my um, actual top ten is going to be out there as well. So if you want to start with your well, ten. All right. Um, so... My number 10, and I, th- this is where I'm going to throw some curveballs to you out of the gate. Hyman Roth. I really struggle not putting him on the list. I like Hyman Roth. He was an interesting character. Um, Great bad guy, great, honestly. Great bad guy. Yeah. You get, you get the line, keep your friends close and enemies closer when he's in the... Yep. Yeah, it's, he's, he, I, think he's, I, think that's, I think that's a good one. And, and I, what I kind of like, too, is that he cuts across the generations because he knew Vito... And now he knows Michael, and he talks about you know interacting with both of them. And I think that I, I just thought the character was great, and he has so much power. It makes you think, you know, how could the Corleone family ever k- compete with this guy? So yeah, that's a good number ten. Um, number ten, I talked about him earlier. This is why I wasn't really I wasn't shy about bringing him up. Is this is where I have Don Finucci. Okay. Um, his his most famous line throughout the um movie is probably two is probably let me wet my beak you know he, he says that constantly <laughs> when he's trying to get into the he's like let me wet my beak a little bit and he's like, let me let me let my beak um i think it's funny it's an awesome scene and he cleans the light bulb and um Vito's there and he shoots him you know what i mean that whole thing i yes. think it's, it's just some really cool parts of the movie i think it was a, it was a, it was a fun character like they could have just done a shoe in and just do kind of like a lame like not very interesting bad guy you know what i mean and they kind of yeah, gave no, him a little charismatic personality a little spunk to him which i think was fun they did 
They did. Okay, so I like that. I kind of like that we're on the same page there with Don Finucci. Both of yeah, us. I didn't expect you to have him on there, so I was pleasantly surprised when you had him as an honorable mention. Well, th- thank you, thank you. I aim to please. God, do that but my, my, li- my list is ridiculous. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like so bad. We're moving well, really fast, though. Honestly, we're already we're only ten minutes in. We're done with that. But yeah, we're we're cruising. Yeah. Um, well, I think the thing too is, except for like the main main characters, like Don Corleone, Michael Corleone. Those guys grab a lot of scenes. I think you and I play a little bit on the peripheral, where there's guys that are probably on our list that may only have a couple lines, but they're just so funny and so memorable, it's hard not to have them in the top ten. Yeah, I agree. I think people that really know the movies, they get to see, they really dive into those other characters, I think is fun. Well, this is going to get you giddy for my number nine. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, what if I told you he's already been mentioned? Okay, I don't know who. Mo Green. Mo Green. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. And a large part of it is, again, he doesn't. I think he has two scenes. Look, to your point, it's when Fredo says the classic line. It's not really classic. It's just hysterical. You don't talk no, to a man like Mo Green like that. Let <laughs> me get some fun. Oh, my, my, my accent's off today. It's not that good. Sorry, Fredo. Oh, but, um, I, lo- I love what you do, Fredo. And we'll do a lot more of that when you get to him. But <laughs> we're going to get to him a long time from now. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, but, hint, hint. Um, yeah, um, that was fun. But I love that. And I do love the fact he's probably in – think through all of the movies you've ever seen in your life. Have you ever seen a guy get shot in the eye? No. I don't think so either. I mean, yeah, it I breaks mean, the glasses, the blood pours out. It's Yeah, a g- great way to die. I mean, memorable. <laughs> top so, 10 so many ways, ways to die. Yeah, top 10 ways to die. I don't think I've ever seen a movie director kill somebody through an eyeball shot. I loved it. So yeah, I put Mo Green in my number nine spot. All right. What do you got? My number nine is um, Frank Pant- Pentangeli. Okay, remind me what um, his role again. Godfather 2, he's the guy. It was either him or Hyman Roth who was backstabbing him, the fat guy, who was, like, oh, friends with the family. Yes. And, the, and he's actually a good character. The whole scene where he, like, kills himself at the end of 2, which I think is pretty cool when he's talking to um, Tom. Um, and then I yep. loved the, the very first time you see him. You don't see him anywhere in one. And, you, and there's a lot of things talking about the reason that that was supposed to be Clemenza. Okay. But there was contract disputes, and like his Clemenza wasn't in the next movie. Yeah, I do remember that. Right, and that was I because like basically that. his wife said that for him to come back, they had to let her write all his lines. It was really weird. Like, yeah, and he like, wasn't asking. It wasn't like a money dispute. It was like the lines, and like Clemenza like didn't want to be the bad guy, but Frank Plantagenet didn't really end up being the bad guy anyway. So it was kind of it was weird. Um, but yeah, so they basically added um Frank Plantagenet and um. He was, it was kind of random, because I remember at the very first, when I first watched The Godfather 2 with you, I was like, who is this guy? Did I miss him in Godfather 1? And he was, he's nowhere to be seen in Godfather 1. Yeah, that's a great point. And you hear about how he kind of took over the house for them later. Yes, but, um, that's right. That first scene is awesome in Godfather 2, when he's drunk out of his mind, <laughs> and he's like talking to everyone, and he's going crazy, and he's like getting mad at the band because they won't play like Italian music, and it's he is hysterical. And if you need a good laugh, go to that first scene of Godfather Two and just watch Frank Pantangeli like stir everyone up because it's really really funny. Actually, to, to that point, I like when he's like, doesn't he like try to like mimic the? He's like, yes, exactly, yeah. And then he has a conversation. I think it's with Michael in the house, and he's like, he's like Abriel Puerto, and he's like talking like, oh, it's funny. It's funny. Um, yeah. Right. So he's my so, number nine. I think that's a good one. All right. I like it. That, that, good ad. Good ad. Um, all right. Eight spot for me. Again, I think this one may surprise you. But this is like my quintessential bad guy. I love the way oh. he talked. Okay. I love the way he dressed. I loved his um, demeanor. Are you ready? Yeah. Salazzo. Yeah. Virgil Salazzo. Love Salazzo in my eighth spot. Um, he, he to me was like, one of my favorite parts is um, when they're, Michael and Salazzo are having the dinner, 
like the with the police chief, and they ask if it's okay to the police chief if they talk in Italian, mm-hmm. and then they just go off uh, on like talking about uh, you know how they're gonna get beyond this and. People, you know, the, the families trying to kill each other. I, just, I mean, you don't I just, really know what they're saying, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand a word they're saying. They but it's awesome. Saying, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's, so speaking it's of awesome. Salatu in that dinner, I'm going to go on to my number eight, which is Captain McCluskey, the police chief. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we got to took different reps. Like, Salatu's definitely the bigger character and, like, more fun. But I, 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 I think I thought he was hysterical. Yeah. And, I liked him a lot. I liked him at the dinner when he's asking, like, oh, is this place good? Like, do they got good chicken parm? And he's like, he, doesn't, he has no clue what's going on. Like, he's just like, like, Salazzo's all business and Michael's all business. He's just there for, like, a meal. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like chowing down in his chicken parm. He's like destroying that thing. And it's just, it's hysterical. I found that really funny, to be honest. But I, I also love uh, Michael's disgust for McCluskey. Yeah, when he, yeah, he punches him, obviously. He can't can't yeah. stand him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he, Michael still has the swollen jaw. And, and then, uh, like, he, like, frisks him down in the car. He's like, sorry, I gotta do it. And he's kind of like, yeah. I, just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. And then, Funny. you, especially, like, when Salazzo checked Michael when he went to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Best moment in the movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that kind of knocks out my eight. Um, All right. Mm-hmm. Seven. We are cruising through. Yeah, we're going really uh, fast. Uh, seven for me, Tom Hagen. Okay, I didn't mention him yeah. at all, so go ahead and explain. So, here's the thing with Tom Hagen is that he is just like Mr. Reliable, Mr. Dependable uh, throughout the entire movie. And the fact that he wasn't in Godfather 3, I think it already set that movie up to fail. It already had lofty expectations with how good the first two were. But without Tom Hagen... And they try to have, um, oh God, what the heck was, who was the actor who took the place of Tom Hagen, but Oh, Garcia, and, Andy Garcia? No, not Andy Henry? Garcia. I don't know. I don't know who you're The guy talking. who played the concilier. Oh uh, God. Shoot. It, like his, his real name in real life. I'll, I'll find yeah, it I don't, out. But I don't remember it. He just didn't have the same gravitas nor the, um, I just love the way that Tom Hagen talked, especially because you learn the story that. He was adopted by Vito. Um, he was considered a son, but he kind of wasn't really considered a son in, in a lot of ways because with Vito, he, I think, had more respect than when Michael uh, became the head of the family. Definitely not Fredo. Uh, definitely not Fredo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love Tom Hagen, and I think that he just kind of quietly is able to talk to the to the main characters in integral parts of the t- in the movie like when he had to tell Vito that Sonny Sonny was dead and they have a drink before he has to tell him um when he when he actually uh he was he was the one I, I loved the dinner that he had before they put the horse in the bed yep at the guy's house when he he was eating his meal so fast because he knew he was gonna leave and when the guy told him he's like oh you know you don't have to leave it. And he was like, oh, well, Mr. Corleone insists on hearing bad news immediately. Great uh, like, line. I lo- I lo- Great line. Lo- Great line. Lo- I love everything about him. Love everything about him. Uh, so that was my number seven, Tom Hagen. All right. So um, here we're going to we're going to we're going to hit you with a big one here. Um, this is probably a little low to your liking, but here is where I have Vito. Vito. Wow. Yeah, my number seven spot. Okay. Uh, obviously, he's a great character. The um, great, great acting by Marlon Brando, like the whole persona he puts on, is awesome. Um, yeah, probably the best scene. His best scene in the movie is probably when um, he they have the meeting with the five families. Yes, and he's talking about if anything happens to happen to one of my sons, you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, all bets are off, and you kind of get to see the side of him where it's like, oh, this guy's legit, you know what I mean? Yes. Um... But he's in the movie for a short period of time. You know what I mean? You know, there's not a ton of screen time with him because he's dead. He's like basically dead, and he's in the he's like in the hospital. The only scenes that you get is in the beginning yeah. of the movie when he's talking to. I think honestly, the the scenes with Johnny Fontaine are awesome, and you hear Marlon Brando. That was not scripted when he slapped him. Yes, which is I, which hysterical. I think is- yeah. And, and he he like asked him in the beginning for the cat to be there. Like he like put in that request. 
and like there's many scenes which is funny too like when like him and michael are in like the park or when on the bench or whatever and they have that conversation which i think is another greatest scenes we have to do greatest godfather scenes as well yes we do um you can see like marlon brando is like looking at cue cards like vividly and there's many times where it's a movie where you can see that which is kind of funny but um I, i was never really the biggest fan of him that's why he's probably low on my list i think the people ahead of him i think i have like a better place in my heart and i i, I you know what i mean i just enjoy a little bit more they're, they're a little so more he, funny like he doesn't really make me outright laugh at all like he's just and obviously it's like the whole intimidation factor but you don't really get to see it a lot in the first movie you don't really get to see his power being played it, no uh, and and i get it i i guess i have him higher of course right? of course 99 percent of the people in the world would have him higher i'm just i'm just this is basically a favorites list for me yeah, and, and I, I got it. I, I think the thing that I love about him, and uh, we'll talk about this more, is the nuances of what he did with the acting job. And and I'll get into more of that when we when we get to him on my number. Honestly, I, I, I think um, I like De Niro Vito just as much, if not more, than Brando Vito, because I think he did a tremendous job in two. In All right, opinion. so you know what? If, Let's go to number six, because that's what I actually had. I had the... Vito Corleone by Robert De Niro. Yeah, because I, I didn't do that. I didn't break him up, which so I, I should have. I didn't think of it like that, but that that's actually a good point because De Niro did an amazing job playing um, Brando. He picked up, he studied that character like crazy leading up to that movie. And, 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 and to, I don't know. Yeah, but to, to your point, I think that's why I liked Godfather 2 so much is that all the nuances of how... Um, Brando did veto in Godfather one were just all, a lot of it was improvised and a lot of it were nuances that De Niro, to your point, nailed in Godfather two. And when you realize how good he does it, like even with, he had this thing where he wouldn't say much, but he would just kind of like move his hands and nod his head. Um, all those little nuances were so good that I think that's why one, I had De Niro in the spot, and two, I have uh, Marlon Brando, who was the Don Corleone, um, higher on the list. Um, yeah, so if you didn't know this already, that De Niro wasn't actually, he almost got a role in Godfather 1. Yes. For, I think it was Paulie, I don't remember if that's his name, but it's a guy who faked and sick for yes. um, Vito when he got shot and Fredo was there, and Fredo screwed it up. Um, and he's a guy who they eventually... Oh, you ain't gonna see Polly no more, Clemenza. When he, yes. um, and he shoots him oh. in the back of the head. I'll talk about Clemenza later as well. Um, okay. Yeah, so I think that's one of the greatest. Um, I think that's pretty awesome. But um, so and good thing you didn't get that role because you wouldn't be seeing him as a veto in the second movie. So it's funny how things happen like that. It works out better. Deep. Okay. Deep, um, deep thoughts. Now are you going on to your, what your number? Oh wait, no, is it mine now? Because yours was your, your number. Your number six. Okay, this is going to hurt you because you probably have this guy top three. He's a favorite of yours, and this is Sonny. Oh, Sonny is the best. You love Sonny. You love when he beats up Carlo, Sonny. which is awesome. Oh, when he misses yeah, so the punch. Carlo almost made my. Carlo is almost an honorable mention for me, but I didn't put him in there. I think the, I think I like the Carlo moments, but it's like not because of Carlo. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, it is kind of awesome when he beats up Connie. Because oh. Connie's a whiny baby, but oh, Connie, Connie's tough. Um, but um, um, yeah, this seems. I love when Sonny beats the crap out of Carlo. It's awesome, and like oh. when he, and like bites his hand. Oh, when Sonny gets mad and bites his hand, it's one of the greatest things ever. I love it, and he's such a hothead. Yeah, and then he goes over to get him, and they they know exactly how to kill Sonny because they know he's gonna storm right over to Carlo's place if they give him the hint. So that, when right. they gun him down, um. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a good character. Obviously, he's my number six, so I think he's a great character in the franchise. But I know you love Sonny, so we'll oh, I do. Later, yeah, we'll, we'll jump into Sonny later. All right, now we're going top five, and top five gets real. And this one is, I will say, unequivocally in your top five. Are you ready? Okay. Clemenza. Uh, that's what I just. He's my number five. Oh, is he really? Look at that, buddies. Look at us. Uh, so I'll tell you why. I, so one of the reasons why I love Clemenza, and this became a staple. You start in Goodfellas as well. 
I love when Clemenza goes over how you make the, the sauce. Make the sauce. It's awesome. Oh, like, you do a little oil, really, and then the, he's explaining it to uh, Michael. He's like, hey, Mike, tell that girl you love her when he's on the phone yeah, with Kate. It's <laughs> awesome. It's just... But he has a ton of good mo- moments in that first movie. Like, everything from... I love when he kills Carlo with, like, the like the rope thing around his neck in the car. Yes. He's like, um, what is it? Hello, Carlo. Hello. <laughs> and, and then... then uh, don't- the cannoli scene? Take the gun, leave the cannoli. One of the most iconic lines oh, in the Godfather franchise. Um, yeah, Clemenza the great character. Watch, and then, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great, it's, he's a great character. And it was a huge disappointment that that was, that was it, fam. Because, again, <laughs> Godfather 2 is almost a perfect movie. If Clemenza's in it, I, I think this is the greatest movie ever created. You do get to see Clem- young Clemenza, who's played by the actor, I forgot his name, but... You get to see him with Mar- and they seal the rug. Yes, you know, that's you correct. To, that's young Clemenza. Um, that's correct. But yeah, I think Clemenza is an, an amazing character. A lot of memorable lines. I love when he's yeah, like, he's like he's like the big Italian guy when he drinks a pitcher of wine at the wedding in the beginning of the movie. Oh, when he's dancing he takes, around, takes it straight from the p- pitcher, and then Paulie's like, and and then he's like, oh, he says something about his dancing, and then he's like, what are you a dancing judge? That's a Sunny. I don't remember. I'm I'm getting myself mixed up. That might have been Sunny to P- Paulie. So never mind. But, um, but it, it, the, the power of Clemenza is here's a guy that was not he's not a main character by any stretch, but every time he's in a scene, I feel like he, he steals, steals the, show. the scene. Yeah, he steals the scene every time. He's the best. All right, I can't believe we nailed that one together. We are I, flying. We're only we at twenty five f- minutes. This is the fastest we've done a list. Yeah, this. I this told is you, you said this is gonna be a long one. Like I have a feeling we're gonna whip right through this. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. It's, I guess it's the passion's just taken over. It, it, well, you know, the other thing too is we're not like disagreeing. Some of our other podcasts, we're not fighting. Right, that much that, that's when this. we get the big, like the Larry Bird, John Havlicek thing. Last podcast, oh god, was one of the Here biggest. Go. go, go, go! Eat a white tootsie roll with Andrew. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't heard <laughs> that, go watch it and hear us argue about who's better, Larry Bird or John Havlicek, for thirty minutes. And I think if you ask, if you hear me answer that question, I think you already know who's the better player, but. <laughs> You'll see what happens. Um, all right. Um, so now top four. Who's your number four? Number four? I had probably your number one, Fredo. Love Fredo. I'll talk about him later, but yes. <laughs> Great character. Uh, uh, and honestly, Fredo You didn't like me, Fredo until I warmed you up to him. No, I, no, I didn't like Fredo. Fredo creeped up my list because often you do Fredo impersonations. Right, that's what I'm saying. You didn't like Fredo until I started like, to show you how awesome he is. He's the best. It, it, well, that scene in Godfather 2 is the greatest scene of any Godfather movie with him and Mike when, when he's <laughs> leaning back in the chair. It is amazing. Oh, God. There's, the whole Fredo lines are just awesome. Okay, keep you can keep going, but I'm going to talk about it later, of course. No, I, 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 do, I do love Fredo because he, he is he's spineless. Um... He's untrustworthy with the family, and he's dying to be considered a, to to be able to sit at the big boy table, and he just never makes it because he's short and has so many deficiencies. I think that's what makes the character so good is that um, the actor who played him he's, and he's dead, unfortunately, I believe I don't know if you're, he's you're, dead. Yeah, he died. He died of cancer. Yeah, um, at a fairly young age. Uh, but what a talented actor! That was actor. an amazing job by him. Uh, amazing Under, because yeah. he he nailed it so and well. Even all like the movies. little like the way they have his hair is awesome too. But every little like movement he has and the little like you know what I mean like the fidgets like it's all so accurate. Like the way he yeah. moves when he talks and the little like jerks. You know what I mean? And he's just oh, and I I can if you don't give me a bunch of Fredo impersonations when you get we'll to see. him, I'm gonna we'll be so disappointed. We'll all right, so that was that was my number four, Fredo. My number four is someone that you've mentioned, but someone that you didn't even know the name of. <laughs> oh, boy. See, this name rings a bell. Jack Waltz. Oh, yes! I actually had him as a potential for, uh... Actually, you know what you're gonna like? I almost put Senator Gary as an honorable mention. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> when he wakes up in the bed with... Oh, God, it's so sick. Oh, it's so um, good. One of the best... The, the, the yell with the... Just the, the idea that the horse is in the bed is amazing. Yeah, the, the, the yell that Jack Waltz has is awesome. It's like it's like 20 seconds of him just like... <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, and, and now he pulls a full 180 when he's talking about... Um, he's like, um, Johnny Fontaine will not get that 
heart. And he's like, just so you think it's not all about the number, what he said, it's all about the m- money. And I'm like, I'm not a heartless man. And they're like, add a girl. <laughs> he's talking about how Johnny Fentane took this girl away from him. And he's like a 75-year-old dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, by the way, what was the, uh, the thing we talked about? What was actually put in the bed? It wasn't a horse's head, but it was, wasn't it like a cow or something? No, it was, it was a like real really- horse's head. Oh, what, it was a real horse. Yeah, it was a real, it was a legit horse's it's, head, and that scream was genuine as well because he did not know it was going to be a real horse's head. That that that's what I was. That's that's kind of where I was trying to go. Yeah. Was that it was a real animal. I forgot it was a real horse. Yeah, Jeez, uh, I think honestly, I people obviously no one's going to have Jack Waltz as their fourth best character in The Godfather, but it's just so funny. Every scene he's in, he pulls a full one eighty with Tom Hagen. He's like, "What are you doing here?" You know what I mean? Like when he's yeah. when he, and then he's like, "Oh, you should have told me, you know, Vito Corleone." You know what I mean? And he gets yeah. all happy with him, and he's like, and he's walking around the table, and and Tom's just eating his food, and he's like getting all close to him and talking about like how. Um, Johnny Fontaine can't get that part, and he, oh, it's just like you don't do that. You don't mess with the Corleones like that. And, the, and those scenes, are, I think, is, are awesome when he's in the in the in the bed with the horse. It's well, awesome. you know what? I think th- that's the first scene that you see the ruthlessness of the Corleone family. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what's kind of funny is um, Walt is, is is trying to be all strict and tough on the Corleone family, especially Tom. And this is why, again, why I love Tom Hagen is because most people, uh, especially if, if think about if uh, if that conversation happened with Sonny, Sonny would have pulled out a gun over the dinner table and blown his head off. But Tom Hagen has this ability to kind of hear a bad message, relay it, and do it in a calm and collected way, which makes when Jack Waltz goes nuts even that much better. Especially when he's not selling exactly to your point about. When he's trying to brag about the girlfriend and how he's, you know, Johnny Fontaine is a loser and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so great. I, I love the whole thing. Love the whole thing. Uh, I have to show you this quote real quick. I just found this out. Um, <laughs> this is what Jack Walt said when he tried to get him to give Johnny Fontaine the part in the movie. Now you listen to me, you smooth-talking son of a bitch. Let me lay it on the line for you and your boss, whoever he is. Johnny Fane will never get the part in that movie. I don't care how many doggo, guinea, wop, greaseball, goombas come out of the woodwork. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like, and then um, Tom Higgins says, I'm German Irish, which is an awesome. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is a great line. Uh-huh. A great line. Oh, great line. oh God, it's awesome. So, again, another reason yeah, why Tom you don't understand. Johnny Fontaine will never get the part in that movie. It'll make him a big star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the way he said "star," yeah. remember that? And just so you don't think it's about it's all about dollars and cents. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Um, and let me be frank, just to show you that I'm not a harsh-hearted man, and it's not all about dollars and cents. She was beautiful. She was young. She was innocent. She was the greatest piece of ass I ever had. <laughs> Awesome. Like, you cannot tell me those lines are not hysterical. Like such a minute character, and he just like just goes crazy on that role. It's hysterical. Yeah, the way he delivers those it. lines is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> oh. I kind of love that you live on the periphery with these the top ten. It's amazing. Oh. But I will say, all the guys you're bringing up, though, the movie is not as good. Without those, those, uh, that's what I'm trying to say. All the characters make the movie so great. It's what it's like yes. the character interactions and having and not just having like shoe it in like basic characters as the side characters is what makes the movie great. To have actual good characters as your side characters as well. Yeah, make no, it fun to great. watch. Yeah. All right, we're going into top three land. Are you ready? I'm ready. My top three starts with number three for me, and that is Sonny. Sonny, yep. There's nothing better than when Sonny gets upset. And the other thing that we haven't even talked about is I love Sonny's outfit. He's in a t-shirt and suspenders and, and dress pants for like 95% of the scenes, and I love it. Hey, it looks I like he should be in like, uh, Greece or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, lo- I love him. And I just love when he gets bad news, and he's always like, Punches the wall. He's like, "Damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> he bites his hands so hard. Uh-huh. It's so good. It's so good. And I love the interactions with with Mike when M- Michael is starting to take a bigger role in the family. And, and when he, Michael says, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna shoot him." Yeah. So lots of 
we're at the dinner and 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 Sonny just starts dying laughing instantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bang! Yeah, you big like what does he say? Like you big like college guy or something like that. He says something oh, like yeah. that. You big um <laughs> Ivy League like something. I forget what he said. Oh, it was it was a great line. And he's like he's like oh yeah, just gonna take out a gun. <laughs> awesome. So I, I love Sonny. I love Sonny. And I hated when he got shot and died. And, I, and I, again, I don't think I've ever seen a guy take so many bullets. <laughs> Sonny got riddled with about a thousand rounds of ammo. They were real ammo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Sonny's a great character. I knew you were going to put him there. All right, now we're moving to my number three, what I mentioned oh, earlier. Luca Brazzi. Luca Honestly, that yeah, first scene... You, you, yeah, you got to share all the details on that. That first scene is is amazing. Like when he's when he's preparing, because as my dad said earlier, he he that him reciting his lines was not scripted. He was actually reciting his lines, getting ready to talk to Marlon Brando, and he's Don Don Corleone. And the way he talks is amazing. That's the only reason I'm have him here. Like his character's in the movie for maybe like twenty minutes, but it's just how how funny it is when he talks. Don Corleone, I am so grateful <laughs> for you inviting me to your wedding. And it's like it sounds, and that's actually him. That's yeah, actually him struggling is, with the lines. That's the only, like that's what makes it so great. So you think like anyone can act like that? But that is actually like that actor trying his hardest. And, and to your point, he actually butchered the line. Yeah, correct. He didn't say it right. Yeah. And, and the best part is and Marlon Brando. is just like, okay, okay, got it. Yep. He just lo- lo- looks at him straight in the eye the whole time, is like emotionless, and then he kind of pats him on the, the top of the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he goes, he, they have him do the job with Salazzo and he gets killed, and Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. It's class- another another great, classic. Another line. classic, yeah, but that's always sad when he gets killed. He, um, you see him put on the slick charm and he's wearing the hat and everything within. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's a bad man. He's a bad man. You get to see the house a little bit. Yep, inside the house. that's true. That's cool. Um, oh, turn your ringer off. Oh my god! Even when they're not ringer. together, you're still like blowing it's up. Blood, it's a blood sugar thing. Oh god! Dummy. Um. All right. So that's my number three. Now I'm moving to number two. We're only at 35 minutes. So again, like I said, this this might be in the record books, but this, this could be the fastest podcast in the history of podcasts. But I also All think right, we've I, progressively gotten longer. Like, I feel like we had some in the beginning that were, like, 45 minutes. Yeah, it, uh, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's because as we get to the top, now we're getting to, like, why these guys got to be so high on the list. And God knows what we're going to be saying to your number one and number two, because I have no idea who you're putting up there. But I, I will start with my number two mm-hmm. is Michael Corleone. And that is also my number two. Oh, look at it. Have we ever done two matches in the top ten before? Yes, we did that on the... We had, like, the top... Me, me you, and Andrew all had, like, the same number one and two in, like, the cartoon one or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember but, what it was. Or can't... I don't even remember. But we had one of them where we all... Or The Office, I think. We all had, like, the dinner oh, party and stress right. relief. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, you're right. I but, think you're right. I, m- m- you, you go first. All right. So, uh, what I love about... Um, Pacino's portrayal of Michael Corleone is just the character development, especially I mean, he out of the gates is one of the classic lines to K that is almost like a throwaway line you don't realize. Do you like your lasagna? Means. No, no that's, a good, that's a good one. Great one. Um, <laughs> is when um, she would talk, at, she asked about you know, how's Johnny Fontaine here? And he's like, oh, he's a friend of my father's and He's like, oh, he, well, what do you mean he's a friend? Uh, How do yeah, you guys he, even know him? He's my like, dad well, and Luca Brazzi went to go. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Made him an offer he couldn't refuse. And he just kind of says it so matter of factly. There's a lot of that, I think, with where he speaks so softly one minute, and then the next minute he's yelling. And I just love the way he's able to go back and forth between those characters, as well as how he takes on kind of the suave mannerisms of Vito Corleone when he actually becomes the true head of the family. Um, so my other piece about Michael that I loved is the scene with Fredo when he realizes when Fredo's sitting down, it's in Godfather two. And, um, he, he basically says, when you see our mother, I want 24 hours. No, like he lays out all the rules of, about how he's going to interact with Fredo. It's after the I big scene like that, that I love. And Michael's yeah, like, yes. you're like, you're, you're dead to me. 
You're no longer my brother. And he's you're like, no longer yeah. my brother. You're not even a friend. Like, I, I just love the way he delivers that. Like, almost emotionless. And especially when you see the emotion that Fredo has in that entire scene. It's amazing. Yeah, the, the, the contrast between the two. Yes, um, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I agree. I think that he has the best character development out of any character by far in the movie. Starting as, like, this guy who wants nothing to do with the, the family business and becomes basically the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even the mannerism, you see, like, even like I, the, one of the main things is the way he sits throughout the movie. Oh, like, and, then, and then as you go more to Godfrey 3, he does the leg cross, and then he just becomes more, and then they even shadow his face more, based on, like, the yes. lighting and stuff. With the cinematography, the, his face is more light, and in the light in the beginning, and then it becomes uh, more shadowed as time goes on. Um, and Godfather 1, he obviously shines. He does a tremendous job. But in Godfather 2, it's just, it's ama- he's a ba- he's such a... Frankly, he's a badass. Like that's, a, that's the only way you can put it. And yeah. how he literally kills everyone who has wronged him. Yeah. Every single one up to his own brother. It's like it's, it's, it's true. And and it's, it's just in in the acting is just amazing with Kay. It was an abortion, Michael. And she gets all <laughs> and it's just this he's and, and how he just flips. It's just like you said, you can go from zero to a hundred real quick. Drake. I actually um, do. I do love the uh, yelling at K scenes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because I can't stand K. Can't oh, stand K's, it at all. K's fine. K, K is a reason to be pissed. Michael's like, uh, she shouldn't I do anything agree, wrong. K's kind of like the wet rag, though. She's just like Debbie Downer. She no, she's not. K was, K's been fine. She's. I mean, she has. No. She. Nah, I disagree. I think K needs to get on board with the family business and be supportive. Honestly, why did we not have Apollonia in this? The girl from <laughs> Italy. <laughs> in the car blows up. I don't know. You know she was 16 at the time they filled that? I do know that. That makes some of those episodes even creepier. Episodes? Yeah. Odd. Um, all right. Um, oh, God. Ringer. Um, I t- it's, oh, it's, I'm joking, Dad. Chill. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that um, it's just an amazing character. I think that there's no God. I think, I mean, it, he probably is the best character in the Godfather fran- franchise. I think that's pretty simple. I'm just saying that because I um, I just have my. I only have my number two, obviously, because it's just kind of me joking around, and I love Fredo, so I have Fredo at number one, like he, I like you assumed. Um, and I'm sure you have Vito at number one. So I do. I'll let you talk you about know? Vito a little bit. I, I was down on Vito. I'm not. I'm not really the big Vito fan. Like sure. I, I'm surprised you don't have Michael above Vito because I definitely would. Well. Here, here's the reason why is that what I what I kind of thought about as I was making the list, and I did go back and forth on who's one and who's two, but everything Michael's personality with how how calm he is and his mannerisms, I think, are a reflection of how Vito Corleone and Marlon Brando started the whole idea of what a Don is going to look like in acting. But I also think the whole point and, of the movies is like it's like. It's kind of like comparing, but also contracting Michael and Vito. Like, they're different. You know what I mean? Like, Vito's very big on family, and Michael literally kills his own brother. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of, Michael takes the extra mile and goes to a place where Vito never entered. You know what, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, well, show, they I, I show the comparison without one and two of them, and they kind of, like, do, like, the life comparison. But then at the end, there's no comparison to Michael killing Fredo. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I completely agree. And again, I think a, a, a father could never kill a son, you would think. Or, um, or a brother is what I'm trying to... I'm, I just, but, I'm, I, well, I just I guess, think it's different but, in their character. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a different relationship, right? And I think M- Michael is basically takes uh, betrayal to the nth degree. Exactly. Now, Vito did as well, but to your point, Michael did it crossing the family line and didn't care. But again... What I'd also tell you is when people, when you say the Godfather, people always imitate Vito Corleone. It's never Michael. Correct. Yeah, I yeah I understand. And and to your point, like I also go back to all the nuances he did. Like he threw something in his mouth that made him kind of have that you know almost like that mumbled type of voice. Yeah. Um, And then the whole thing with the cat, great improvisation. The, the thing with slapping Johnny Fontaine, great improvisation. The thing with Luca Brazzi, great improvisation. Like, I think the thing is, Brando did so many little nuanced things. And to one of your earlier points, 
he doesn't have a ton of screen time. But he just kind of sets this aura about what the Corleone family is that just travels through the entire movie and then series. Um, I think you, you got to have him as number one, is in my opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. He's the icon of the franchise. And I'm not getting mad at you for having a number one. I feel like people are more going to get mad at my list for having a number no, like seven. No, no, not So however mad people may be about your number one, once you start doing the impersonation, they're not that, that good. Out. I don't know why you like them so much. I'm not good at no, impersonating him. You have to do them. Oh, that's fine. But okay, number one, I have Fredo. Um, he has a good character arc too. To be honest, it's it's not really the character arc; it's more the struggle of Fredo. Yeah, he, of course, he's, he's at the wedding and he, and he and he brings his girlfriends that are like, you know what I mean, and he's like drinking and she's all drunk and they have to like carry her off and um, and he's just trying to impress the family and uh. And he does it the wrong way all the time. Yeah. He's searching for respect so bad. Like, to your point, who, was it was it Michael who said, hey, you take care of her or I will? No, was it Sonny who said that to him when the girlfriend was drunk at the wedding? I don't remember. I don't remember either. But someone know. was like, you take, and, and, and again, Fredo hated confrontation. Yeah. And what was that? When, when he, him and Mike, before the big scene, this is before... They go through the whole thing, and he finds out Fredo betrayed him in two. Yep. This is when um, doesn't he order like the like the pina coladas or something like the banana dack? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and he's like sitting in a chair, and he's like, "I'm gonna, yeah, it's funny. I don't know. I think everything about Fredo is just, I don't know. The whole thing in Las Vegas with Mo Green, like I said, is a great line. And um, you obviously get to see a lot more Fredo in, in number two. That's where Fredo really shines in his character. Uh, yeah. He gets he gets a lot more playtime. You're absolutely right, and and I think that's really the thing is is is, and it's tough at the end when he like he's like really trying to be better and he's with the kids and stuff and he's in the boat and he's saying hail oh. Mary like that. Oh, that's tough. Well, he, you feel you feel bad, especially because it's Michael's son that wants to go fishing. With, right. Yeah. His, with Fredo, and they're like no, and at that point, you kind of assume that does Fredo know he's about to die? No. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think so. You wonder. I, yeah. I, I always wondered that. But uh, give me a give me a Fredo talking to Michael in the oh, boat room. That's house. like one the way he sits in that chair when he just leaned oh. back all the way. It's like it's a perfect resemblance of of how he is, of how like his personality is. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, oh, I don't get no respect. <laughs> and he's and he's talking to Mike, and he's like, "You're my kid brother, Mike," and I was flipped over. <laughs> It's awesome. Send for this. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the way Pop wanted it. It ain't the way I wanted it. <laughs> he gets all mad. Oh, and he gets so fiery. And he's it's just oh, I, you you've got to feel bad for Fredo. Oh, you do. And, and oh, again, th that's what sh that's what shows you how good an actor that guy was that portrayed Fredo. Because you just feel because he is the the perennial lovable loser. Yeah, he does nothing right. I mean, you can ever, you can all. relate to him so well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, even some of like the the scripting in that scene is awesome. When he's like, "Oh, send Fredo off to do this. Send Fredo off to do that. Send Fredo to go take care of some Mickey Mouse nightclub. <laughs> send Fredo to go pick someone up at the airport." And it's just it's it's awesome. And it's it's the one scene you really get to see Fredo like like say what's on his mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he, he's trying to basically make his case. And, Michael. and Michael just shuts him down. You know what I mean? It's like... It, it, is, a, it is a quick shutdown by... Uh, and, but like what I'm saying, Michael. in that scene, he's like shaking, like quivering, like in the chair, leaning back, and it's like, oh, it's just amazing. And I'm sorry your ears had to listen to me screaming in my high-pitched Fredo voice. It was probably awful. But um, no, I, you get I so hyped like, up for it. It's not good. It's just not good. No, I, I think it's good if you actually did the full person. Like you had the whole speech done, you just gave little blurbs oh, and, and it's, chunks. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe, do, the, maybe, do, do, just, just give me one. Give me one of the entire scene. <laughs> maybe for the one hundredth episode. No, one hundredth. We're finding out who Tammy is. We're doing the one hundredth episode. Oh, I'll do the gosh. whole Fredo scene. The whole entire Fredo scene. I'll do that. Uh, and you can be Michael. Uh, I mean, right, it won't deal. be that hard because I'll just be like. Again, again. <laughs> and then I'll just be me screaming. But uh, no, so you know what we're gonna do? Well, I think it's gonna happen before then because we also talked about doing top ten quotes or movie lines from yeah. The Godfather, and that's gonna be in there. 
Yeah, definitely. And the, the key, the key to that podcast is you have to do it like they did in the movie. Oh yes, you you cannot just say I'll give him an offer he can't refuse. You have to, you <laughs> have to perform every line. Every, we're gonna obviously there can be no video, but we're gonna be all dressing up as the characters. We're gonna have props. No, I'm but you you don't think the uh, YouTube channel is gonna be up by then? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I want to do this. The way we've been trying to do this is the first time we use video. I want to be with Andrew. Wow, this is the way I want to do it. So out of quarantine, the next time we can see Andrew, I'd like to use the video. So it might be I don't know a couple months from now. You know what I mean? What what, what am I chops liver? I mean you're okay, but I think I think people would be a little appalled to see you. You know what I mean? I think Andrew would kind of lighten the mood a little bit. I don't know. I think the camera loves me. Yeah, we'll see. Shame Um, on you. Yeah. So. That was a good episode. We're at fifty minutes. It, it was it was an okay one. It was fine. I had fun. As, as we said, I liked it. I liked it because th- th- these movies mean a lot to us. So I I thoroughly enjoyed putting the list together. It took me a while to figure out the ten. I took a completely different angle. I loved your <laughs> non traditional view on it because the the characters you selected are hysterical. Yeah, I am. Um, but they're all good. I just I also think like I don't know. I, I also, I, like we said, this is going to be an introductory podcast because we're going to do a lot more Godfather going on with quotes and scenes and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like we're only going up from here. You know what I mean? Uh, I with would these agree. Godfather ones, we'll, we'll go more in depth. I think the scenes would be cool too because we talked about today, like the scene with Michael and Vito and the scene with McCluskey and Salasso in the in the restaurant when he has a gun. There's a lot of great scenes. And obviously, I try to do my best quote impressions today. So we'll <laughs> see more of that later on. But, um,. Next episode. So give, give me a give me a, a big tease for the next one. Yeah, so we've talked about this. We are doing the top ten rides at Walt Disney World through the four theme theme parks: Dis, uh, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. So we just and, went to Disney, Disney this past February. Yeah, uh, and, and what's good is for for those of us that uh, of of all of our thousands and millions and millions of listeners. Um, there may be some folks getting ready to go back to Disney because it's opening July 18th, I believe. Is the yeah. Date. So I think this is so, going to be a good one. And the, and the great part about this list, it is going to be 100% accurate because when I was in Disney World, I made my list of every single ride we went on of like 50-something rides. So I already yes, have my did. top 10. So I have my list in my notes right now. And so it's going to be fresh top of mind. So this is not going to be something where I'm going to – you're in, I'm going to have to open. I think you made a list too. Yeah, I did make a list because then we compared them. Right. So I think that will. This is what I was saying. When we decided to make this YouTube or podcast, we loved making lists. Yeah, like that's we just did, a great it's, point. It's, it's, it's a great point. Like we literally made a list of. So this is that's the exact reason that we made this podcast to share these lists with you guys, and um, and I'm excited to share it because it, it'll be no like there'll be no recency bias because I went on every ride pretty much possible at the parks and. I, I rated them right there, then and there. Yeah, I think, to your point, it's current. We took real-time notes. The only thing, and, the only, oh, the only yeah. issue is that, what about rides that are clo- that were closed? Yeah, so, I Because there we was no test, make... tra- test track and no Splash Mountain were the big ones that might, so, yeah. might peak top ten. But I might just exclude those because I haven't been on those since I was, like, whatever, eight years old when I went. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think all we do is we just uh, put the qualifiers in at the top of the podcast so people uh, are not questioning yeah. the validity of it, you know? But good, I like it. Yeah, I all like right, it. Well, ha- happy Monday, and, and Andrew will be back for that episode. Andrew! So, it's going to be great. I'm excited. and um, I'm excited as well. We're clocking in around, right around 54 minutes today. Um, happy Monday, everyone. I have been happy Gavin Monday. Croak. I am Jeff Croak. Um, and this has been the top 10 everything episode 17 is Beventine top 10 Godfather characters. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening and see ya.